Hey, welcome to. No, that's not this part. Sorry. Wow. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Who's. Why am I doing this? What the heck? <laughs> okay. Uh, today we are diving into this new stage of leadership and growth and me being able to take a new role because. My role has very much been all the things and just keep everything moving forward. And now starting to shift and get back to this place where I can grow myself as the person who is leading this charge. And that's a really exciting place to be in. So breaking that down a little bit today, let's go. Hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show, you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Heyo, welcome to the Death of Dream podcast, uh, where we do dreams. This is an everyday type of thing because dreams don't just happen. It is like a slow, steady burn of getting better about asking for what you want and not being desperate for it, not staying in that position where you're always looking at where it doesn't exist and how short you're coming up. We got to get to that place where we're just removed and we know that it's coming and we just know 
we aren't even believing at this point. We are just buying into the fact that everything that's happening right now is inevitably leading us exactly where we're supposed to go. And when we get into that mindset, we get into that frame of a life, things start happening quicker than we could even imagine them. And we will stand back and we will look at everything that has happened and we will go, whoa, how did this happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. You got into that place where you just believed. And because you believed, you got to the knowing and the trusting and inevitably the happening of that thing. Because you weren't sitting there crying over what wasn't right now. You were out living your life, doing your thing. And when you're out doing your thing, doing, right? When you're out doing it, you see what's possible. You experience what's possible. You have that moment where it happens because you're not sitting around waiting for it to happen. It happens. You create that energy. You create the energy of abundance when you're out there doing your thing. And when you're out there doing your thing, you create this magnetism towards you. And the only thing that can happen is that things attract and come to you. That's it. Because you're not out there going, uh, I want to be a negative charge magnet and hopefully things come to me, but I'm not even grateful for the things that I have. No, you're in this position where you're like, I'm out here doing my thing. If something comes my way, maybe I take it. Maybe I don't. I don't know, but I'm just here. I'm just this wave of energy and excitement. I'm just this thing, right? I'm just this thing. And because I'm this thing, this solidly, this knowingly, other things that are like that thing can come to me and they'll come to me quite easily. And it is a kind of hippie, dippy saying of this happening and people who listen to this, who are like, this lady is crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, even unpracticed. It is about changing that charge to the higher majority, right? Like, hey, I don't know. Maybe we don't sit there and think about all the terrible things that could happen. And maybe we don't even put that into the world. Maybe we don't put out how dangerous that is or how many people have died because of that or how many times we've seen someone do that because of exactly what you're doing right now. Like, why are we pointing all of that out? Why don't we just live in this place of, of bliss, call in more bliss, live in this state of shocked abundance and see what happens from there? Because I've seen what happens when we're talking and thinking on the other side. And I don't blame anybody's anxieties or depressions that sort of lead to those thoughts never ending. I get it. Like, it's, it's not fun. It's, it's toxic and it's cycling and spinning and spiraling. And it's hard to find your way out of there. But if we can start to recognize when we're doing it, that's the first start. And if we start to see that happening, we can start to bring ourselves around to changing that conversation to like triggering what triggered that, having those discussions 
sitting down with ourselves and saying, we really don't want to be the rainer on all the parades, you know, like literally, we don't need to be the person who calls out the weather in four days is predicted to be X. And so that thing is probably not going to happen. Like, let's just focus on it happening and it being so great. And this being the most magical thing that's ever taken place. Let's just focus on that. I don't know. Call me crazy. But let's try that. What does that look like? Huh? <laughs> well, it could look like the life somewhat closer to what you're living now. Right? We see, we feel, we, we hear those things. We feel the difference when we're thinking and acting in this way compared to that old way. And we feel that shrinking anxiety and this beginning to bolster up belief and confidence in what we're doing. And it's really quite amazing and kind of hard to give over to. I will just say like, that is my great thing from today. You know, I had a Facebook memory at 24. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so glad that Facebook gives me those things and not photos that gives me like quotes. And maybe I wasn't posting photos at that point, but basically Facebook was my Twitter is what I will assume when I was 20 something. And I didn't tweet the best things. I really didn't some of my memories, I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Why Why would we put that out there for the world to know? Why would we do that? Oh, young soul, you poor thing, right? Certainly what everyone was thinking. Um, but I had put, I just Googled gifts for a 24-year-old I guess I'm not that into this birthday. And I remember not so long ago <laughs> being like, I don't, like, I don't want to tell people what I want. Like, I want them to know me, but no one knows me. No one gets to have a personal connection to me. I don't have time for that. You would know that I, you would assume that I liked volleyball, and that's probably the only assumption that you could make about my life before. You know that I work in some corporate office somewhere, and you know, that's it. That's it. Literally, that's all. You wouldn't have known my favorite color. You wouldn't have known what kind of music I like. That's it. Those are the two things. And I wanted to, to, to know, and for myself, like at 24 to not know what I wanted is crazy. You know, when people ask you, Hey, Oh, what do you want for your birthday? Like, listen, I don't know at that age and I didn't know at 30, but that's because I didn't even know myself and Thus, the takeoff and inertia behind all of this work. But I wanted people to know, like, and to be able to gift things to me, which that sounds weird because obviously that's not a 
everyday occurrence, but um, to be able to give things from that knowing, and not that they had to give me anything, but just even for people to send me messages once in a while, like, hey, I saw this, it reminded me of you, because it was yellow, and it was bright, and it was everything, and or to send me, like, hey, I saw this listing for these vintage chairs, just thought that I'd send your way, because I saw, um, you know, like, <laughs> people know things about me, because I, I, A, have time to talk about those things, and B, it's represented in who I am and how I display myself to the world. Like, it isn't some hidden closet that my favorite color is yellow anymore. I wear yellow a lot. It's in a lot of the things that I create. It's a part of the color palette. It just is because it's my favorite. And you can't convince me any other way. No. Nope. That's what it is. And yeah, I just, I wanted to know and I didn't know, obviously. And this wasn't something that was new. Like usually I could give you a mile long list. And obviously when I got to 24, it was like, well, what do I like? What do I want? And yes, my parents still get me birthday presents because they're amazing. I don't know. My uh, in-laws give me presents. I'm just, I know I'm a grown adult and I know that I should be too grown for that, but like, I hope to forever be spoiling my children with gifts because I think one gift giving is just a very important transaction that is vital and people be like, well, it shouldn't be about the things, but it, it is because it's not about a gift. This is what I'm going to go ahead and point out. It's about knowing someone to that level that you can give them something that they wouldn't buy for themselves, potentially. Like you know them so well that you can give them something they wouldn't have expected wouldn't have been able to go out and buy for themselves. I love gifts like that. I think just like the unexpected and the unique and individual, I think it's just beautiful. Anyways, I feel very blessed to be in this place in life. And I think I didn't do anything that extreme, you know? There's nothing that I did here that was like, hey, mm, she's gone pretty crazy and I don't know that I could do that. Everything that I've done here you could do and implement in your life to just make it better. Like the amount of just, I was sort of wrapped in this world of anxiety, anger, and spite and the amount of just fluent joy, lack of stress, and sadness shocks me almost daily. And so, I don't know, my hope is that we all 
kind of get to that place in life where we just become magnets for magnificence. And we don't question it. We don't call in, you know, the bad, sad stuff. All right. That's my great thing. Kind of. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. So I ordered a book the beginning of this week because here's the deal, y'all. We're, we're finally here. Welcome. We're finally, we have finally arrived. Um, and I'm starting to realize that now my role shifts from creator of the shop to leader of the people who create this shop. Mm. And that's like a whole new level. And, you know, I think that it's funny because that's where you feel like you want to start. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. And that definitely was me. Like, please just give me people to lead. Just give me, give me all these things. And I had to just start where I was, which was not hanging out with a million people. It was just like, okay, whoever will buy into this and get excited about this, like I'll take. And, you know, I think I thought that I was kind of waiting to, to lead people. And I've had people like, you know, we have 26 people under that realm of local. And so I've had people to lead, but my job really has been managing and figuring out how to make this store something that other people can buy into and manage and run. Like I've had to build those systems and figure out where to go from here. Yeah. Ugh. Which just puts you in a completely different role and mindset and ability. And so managing and figuring that out over the last year has taken away my focus and my engagement with how to build people and teams and to continue my education in that. And this is self-structured education, which is my favorite. I will just say, like, why aren't we self-navigating our education systems? What, what, like, why are we forcing these structures that don't fit a lot of people? I know that I felt lost in the education system more than I felt found. I always felt confused about why everybody did the same thing when everybody's gifts and talents were so wildly different. And why I was not learning anything about life just in general. And I think that it's funny because it's like there are all these things saying this. Hey, why don't we learn this? And that's been like this funny joke for a while. Like, Waha, why don't we learn about taxes? Why are we learning about all these battles in history. Like, why don't we learn about financial systems and how to 
manage that part of life? Why don't we do these life applicable things? And then you pick up the super specific history and math things as an addition, you know? Oh, well, you really like home finance and budgets. Maybe you should look at algebra instead of here's algebra. Maybe if you want, you could study economics, I don't like just these super broad, unrealistic, non-applicable things. Like why? No, the other way around. And so this is my own self-study about teams and leadership. I've always been drawn to that. And maybe, and I've thought about this, so don't even come at me do we go back and get super educated on that? And then I can kind of traps around and put that on my front book cover, like, Hey, doctor of human psychology and interaction. Like, I don't know. And honestly, I talked to some professors about what I should do. This is what I'm interested in. This is what I want to do. And they just recommended to stay on this journalistic path. Because if I go the other path, sort of like athletics, when people choose to go division one, but they're not quite good enough, right? But they set that goal. And so that's what it has to be. It has to be division one. And then they go and they don't end up playing and all that really mattered to them was playing and then they're not playing. And so it's a terrible experience. And then they end up quitting and hating it for the rest of their lives. That's kind of what they were saying with choosing to go back and get a doctorate in psychology. You're going to end up basically sitting yourself on the bench and analyzing and verifying all of the papers of the professor who's above you. You're not going to be doing your own work for probably 10 years. You're already ahead of that. Why would you go backwards? And I'm super thankful for that random psychology professor (laughs) who had that real conversation with me. Like, Because I was like, no, this is what I need to do, you know, because that's what we're told. Hey, get that resume check, put that on the front of whatever, that'll grant you credibility and people will listen to you then. Like, hey, I'm out here doing the actual work, working with actual people, and I'm going to learn as I experience things. Crazy, right? Oh my gosh, I really have never led creatives. We're super high and low people. I had to learn how to lead myself, obviously. And now understanding how to do that effectively without crushing that. Because my biggest goal is like, they're these self-led, awesome people who... I put in place things, kind of safeguards and timelines to ensure that they are moving their thing along in a timely manner that makes sense to the customer, um, but that they can free flow and, and decide how they want to coordinate with whatever we put out there as a guide for what this next season is going to look like. And 
Shish. It's fun. It's real fun. But it is also kind of scary. Um, and exciting. Like, I get to decide what we learn about next. So I just started a book. And in the first chapter, they're covering the title of the book. And <laughs> it is How to Herd Tigers Leading Creatives Something Something. Um, and right they're saying how do you how do you hurt it's like hurting cats but then they go on to say that creatives aren't cats right like cats are kind of lazy and stoic creatives are like these crazy people who are just bubbling over with creativity all the time always have new ideas always have new ways that they want to go. And so it is not like hurting cats at all because cats are kind of just like, yeah, I'll go with whatever. No, it's like hurting tigers because they are like bright and ambitious and amazing. And these sort of like creatures in the wild that you just want to stare at because you can't even believe how amazing they are. Like that's all 26 people that I work with. And then when we start hiring, that'll also be the people who are hired to carry out this work and knowing how to give those people space to continue in their creativity and ensuring that we're building something that allows for them to do that because it's always changing so much, you know? Yeah. It's not easy being cheesy it's just not uh and helping them to harness that and helping them to write words that deliver on what they're trying to do and say like just making sure that we're doing that that we're having that conversation and we're moving things forward like that it's it's vital it's very vital so I think when I was reading that title, I was like, yeah, that is it. You know, and for a little while, it, it sort of felt like, hey, I'm going to sit here and kind of whine because these people are a little all over the place. Well, guess who else is a little all over the place? Your girl right here. I don't know if you have noticed. I'm sure that you have. We get a little lost in the pod sometimes because of that, because of that creativity and the want to follow what's exciting right in that moment. And so it, it was something that I could sit around and complain about, or it was something that I could learn more about. Like, hey, if we're all in this boat together, how do we get from point A to point B? Like, I have you. And what's beautiful about that is you are wildly creative if you're here. That's who we want. Like, we don't want these boring people who are like, meh. I think I'll just sit here, be a cat, and lay in the sun. No, we need tigers at the shop. And there are some roles that are going to be more cats sit in the sun, take direction, but 
the people who are doing the work, who are bringing the products to life, who are bringing the businesses to life, they got to be tigers. And so my job has shifted to understand how to better lead and construct a system that works for the freaking tigers. Like y'all. And I think that's my favorite part of this job of being a founder, because there is a difference between a CEO and a founder. And a founder is someone who is actively applying new solutions. And a CEO is someone who is just running the business. Like the business is to a place where it's good. Obviously, you're still innovating and bringing new things in, and they have to make decisions on that. But you're not in this startup founder stage where you're still figuring out how to solve the problem. And I am building the solutions that I believe are best. And in order to do that, now my focus, now that we're at this place where we're kind of capable of swimming and breathing now, we got over that first year hump a little bit. And now we can make decisions based on statistics and data instead of just based on, we have no idea. This is our first time experiencing all of this, um, <laughs> which is super fun way to live. I think that is the hardest part. It's just getting, flying high enough to get to that next phase, that next stage and figuring that out. So that I got to figure out how to take us to that next level. And I'm excited to be at a place where I can learn, I can adopt new things because life, even though we'll have a slight hiccup towards the end of this month, because we'll be getting back into a school flow, but life really is at a better, less toxic and crazy place than it has been in a while. Um, and that's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and that allows me to kind of free up and focus on the things that I need to be focusing on so that I can keep moving this forward. And even if this book, even if I never led another person in anything, most importantly, I am a tiger. Do tigers roar? Roar? Ah, no idea. Tony the tiger. Where are you at? Do you? Yeah, he does, right? Either way. Um... I am a tiger and I have to learn about giving myself the freedom. And that was the five and five planner was like, okay, this gives me enough freedom to make a plan for my day and not have to like learn how to navigate the day. This is giving me a plan on how to do that. This is allowing me to bounce back and forth between things, which I enjoy. Cause like, Ooh, shiny things, squirrel, right? That's me. I like being able to do that in my day. If I find something more interesting or exciting, I want to be able to run off and over to it. And that's not always an option, but I like to build that into the structure of my day. And that is managing a tiger. And we are going to figure out more ways to help lead this creatively abundant group of humans and lead them in a way that allows them to continue 
expanding and and growing their voices and their wings and their confidence in what they're doing and put them in a position to experience success like they never have before. And I want to be the one leading that in this new way because of the self-research that I'm doing. This isn't like sign sealed delivered by some professor somewhere that researched a way to lead leadership a million years ago or sign sealed delivered based on all of these studies about leadership, you know, through the last decade. No, this is me navigating what I'm experiencing right now and what I believe and where I believe we need to grow and go next. And gosh, what a fun assignment to give yourself in life. And this may not sound like fun to anyone else, but this is fun for me. Absolutely. And I could not be happier. And we all really have that same ability to go figure out what that is for us. There was nothing all that special that I did here. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here i would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.